Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? everyone. This is Ashley Adams. Welcome to House of Cards. We've got a great show. We're going to be talking with the author, Max Votolato. He's written a book about the Gardena card clubs called Gardena Poker Clubs, A High Stakes History. So stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. Then we'll be back with Max Votolato. little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say, her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies. Grass, pollen, dust, dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it. And the itching and shedding down the road. Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life. This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and you know this show keeps me busy traveling around the country. Do you hear all that noise behind me? That's a casino floor in Atlantic City. Even though I'm around all this excitement, I still need a good night's sleep, and that's why I bring my pillow everywhere. Now, don't get me wrong, the hotel rooms here are very comfortable, but some of their pillows aren't the best for my back and neck. That's why my pillow is a must for me when I travel. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at my pillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. Fans. You're listening to House of Cards. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host, and I 
don't know if many of you know this. Many of you may. The poker capital of the world historically has not been in Las Vegas or even in Nevada. It has been in California and specifically Southern California. Uh, we are lucky enough to have with us as a guest an expert on this. He is both a filmmaker and an author, having recently written Gardena Poker Clubs, a high-stakes history. His name is Max Votolato, and he's here with us now on the phone. Max, are you there? Hi, Ashley. Glad well, to be here. Well, welcome to House of Cards. Can you give our listeners a little background on yourself and how you came to focus on the topic of the poker clubs in Southern California? Oh, I, I uh, moved to Los Angeles in uh, 2001, and uh, I'm originally from London, but I, I stumbled upon Gardena by chance um, and became uh, a regular at a, uh, a little bar on a place called Gardena Boulevard named the, the Desert Room. Uh, I was actually... Uh, shadowing a bail bonds agent who was from Gardena. And uh, we were making a documentary about his business, and I was exploring the world of bail bonds in in, in Southern California. And uh, in being there and uh, being a regular down in Gardena, I, I started to meet the community, you know, mainly through this bar. And it was an interesting place where you have people from a lot of generations that uh, come in and out of there. And so uh, a wonderful window into... You know the the history of the the, the, the town, and uh, and I started to hear all these stories about uh, Gardena through through the years, and, and and mainly you know what what captured my attention was these stories about the uh, the card clubs and how Gardena had uh, been the uh, the one time poker capital of the world. So I eventually uh, abandoned my bail bonds documentary and moved into uh, uh, making a documentary about the the history of Gardena. And uh, that film's called Freeway City. It's uh, it's uh, actually available uh, online. You can see it on the Vimeo now. Freeway City. Um, so why don't you start our listeners off with a uh, uh, the story of how it is that California had legal poker even while gambling was totally illegal in the rest of the country except for Nevada. Uh, it's, it's a it's a long story, but I'll, I'll try to make it uh, uh, a, a summary. Uh, there was a man named Ernie Prim, uh, who uh, who was really the uh, the godfather of poker in Gardena. Uh, Prim uh, grew up in Hollywood, and uh, in the early 30s, he and, and, and some of his partners ran um, an illegal speakeasy-type uh, casino club above a coffin factory in downtown L.A., and, uh, and there was a lot going on in, in L.A. County at that time in terms of an underground gambling scene. Uh, these places they called Speaks were dotted all over the county of Los Angeles. And uh, eventually there came a, a, to be a reform movement where uh, they wanted to reform uh, the, the, the police department and, and, and a whole host of other things about the county. There was a change in, in the political uh, landscape that, that prompted all of this. And so Prim and his partners fled, uh, like many others did. So people went to Las Vegas, and there was a, a casino boom around this time. And I'm I'm describing the uh, the 1930s, probably the latter half of the decade, as to when this reform started. Uh, Prim and his partners uh, ended up going to Gardena. Prim had a loose connection to the uh, city's first mayor. The city was incorporated in 1930, and there was a gentleman named Wayne Bogart who was the first mayor. He ran an automobile. Uh, dealership, and uh, he allowed Prim to take over uh, what had been an old movie theater uh, called the Embassy Theater, and they did a twenty thousand uh, dollar renovation on this place, which is about I'd say three hundred and fifty thousand in today's money, uh, and they opened it as a uh, kind of a, a, a skill games gallery. I would describe it, and there was a game that they played there called Skillo. This, is, this predates uh, poker a little bit. 1936, this place opens. And uh, Skilla was a game where you you toss balls into a series of numbered boxes. So they'd call a number and you had to hit that, that particular box. And it was very popular, but uh, it was also uh, targeted very early on by 
local law enforcement. So there was a difference of opinion in the city, and they they raided this place and and shut it down, put him out of out of business there. Um, but then there was a very pivotal point in '38 where Prim uh, went to a bingo parlor in Santa Monica Beach Community in LA that uh, was operating commercial draw poker in, in you know in, in full view. And Prim says to the owner of this place, you know, how can you guys be doing this without you know the local you know law shutting you down? The owner says to Prim, read the laws. It doesn't say in there in that law that poker is illegal. And so Prim and his partners, they, they dug up this 1872 statute that outlawed gambling in California and realized that it was true. It didn't list poker. And the reason why is because the senators that wrote the uh, original law outlawing all, all these games of chance left the word uh, poker off because they played poker and they didn't want to put themselves in a situation where they couldn't play. <laughs> well, I, I got a question about so, that. First of all, Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break. She seems happier. Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life. The shedding has stopped. The itching has stopped. Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. You are more in need of a night in Atlantic City than any man I've ever met. I'd say sit down at a table, go for dinner, see a show, take a walk on the boardwalk and smell the salt air. But if you're anything like me, nothing after sit down at a table is going to happen. Welcome back, everybody. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. For listeners who just tuned yeah. in, we're talking with Max Votolato, who's written a book about the Gardena Poker Clubs. I was always under the impression that in the law, and maybe it was the law that was amended in the 30s, a draw poker was allowed, but something called stud horse poker, which is not defined, was illegal. When did that become adopted, and what, what is stud horse poker? Stud, Stud was on the, uh, there was a, a 1911 uh, uh, opinion letter that was drawn up by Ulysses Webb, who was uh, uh, attorney general. Uh, and uh, he clarified the law, stating that uh, his opinion about draw poker was legal because it was a game of, of, of skill and, and science and uh, exempt from anti-gambling laws because the cards weren't dealt face up as they were in stud. So that was the distinction. <laughs> so stud horse poker did refer to seven-card stud or five-card stud. It wasn't some other right. carnival game or some other dealer advantage game. No, they added it to the list in 1891 as an outlawed game. I see. And the theory was, which is now totally disproven, that if the game, if the cards are dealt down, somehow there's more skill than if the cards are dealt up. Is that the theory? Right. That's huh. right. Yeah. Now, that changed, though, when was it in the 80s, 1980s, when the state of California decided to make all forms of poker legal. Can you tell us about, I realize we're skipping over a huge piece of history, but how did that transition take place? 
geez, that's a bit later than 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 the book. But I uh, I think um, there there was a big change and 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 uh, something uh, described as like a poker gold rush in 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 California when those games opened up and a lot of a lot of uh, people started to uh, come to Los Angeles that that hadn't played there before just because of that. That was that, but like you say, it was in the in the eighties. I think um, there's a piece in my book that describes you know players in in, in Las Vegas uh, commenting on how quiet the poker rooms were there at that time because there there was all their regulars were going to Los Angeles to play. But this was also you know after. Uh, the, the the prime years in Gardena when when the county really opened up in the in the early eighties. Uh, okay, but that's after your, that's after the book uh, after what you're focusing on. So then let me take you back. So in the thirties, there were a group of guys, including Ernie Prim. And, and by the way, did Ernie Prim is that the same Prim that founded Prim Nevada, where there are a couple of casinos like Whiskey Pete's and Buffalo, whatever? Is that the same guy? It's the same guy, yeah. He bought that land in the 1950s, and it's quite interesting. I think he always had this kind of escape plan in in his mind, which which was that the 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 outside forces in Gardena uh, that always threatened the legitimacy of of what they were doing in terms of legalized uh, uh, gambling um, were, were such a threat that he felt like he needed a another place to go if if, if the ship sank there. Um, and this was, you know, outside pressure from uh, local uh, government who, who typically, you know, took his side because of the, the, the revenues that were generated by those clubs. But they, they were also, you know, uh, moral crusaders from the community and church groups that, that really uh, had a lot of clout that would come out against them. So there was a very uh, fine, like, tightrope to walk in Gardena in terms of appeasing the community and, and, and staying in business and, and mitigating all of that. So he bought this land in the 50s and, and imagined that it would be a, a casino area. But it wasn't until... Uh, the the late seventies that they really started to to build it up there. Um, he, he and his uh, his son, um, and and it was originally known as uh, Border Town or State Line. In, in ninety six, it became Prim Nevada. Uh, Prim died in in, in uh, nineteen eighty one, and so uh, it was a posthumous dedication. Huh. Um, let me just ask you this: back in the thirties, forties, fifties, and sixties. How big was the poker industry in Gardena? Do you know what percentage of the town's revenue actually came from these poker clubs? Oh, a good share of it. I would say, you know, it, 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 it was the major driving force of, of, of the city. So uh, they, they, they and, and the city's really underwrote everything. They, uh, they, they created a, a swimming pool, a, a team center, um and uh and and, and uh, subsidized the, the whole town Gardena had originally been the dairy capital of of southern california uh, uh you know pre war uh it was an agricultural community that uh was really uh down on its luck by the time the the the, the mid thirties rolled around and, and and prim arrived so this was a a huge windfall for them and uh and gardena you know was was prosperous at a time when when many other surrounding cities weren't just because of these cod clubs so uh property taxes were incredibly low there and this was always the factor that that helped them stay in business is whenever this went on the ballot is should we uh you know outlaw these clubs uh, you know at the end of the day you know money talks right so they would uh you know realize that it was going to change um, everybody's property tax rates and, 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 and there would be a rising tide. Uh, and, uh, you know, church groups were so adamant about getting rid of these clubs that they even proposed the idea of disincorporating the city if the city couldn't make it on its own without <laughs> these clubs. It's fascinating it back to me. to just, you know, county land. Yeah. Because you, ha- um, you had uh, the... City fathers, a lot of the business people, the Chamber of Commerce, united with the gamblers 
against the conservative moral forces of the town, right? That's right, yeah. I mean, they they always said, you know, hey, these buildings that, that you know, are hosting card clubs should be repurposable so that, you know, if if it goes down, they, they can become supermarkets or something. But what are you going to do with, you know, <laughs> big halls that size? <laughs> and so many of them, in a, you know, a five-square-mile, uh, you know, town. So, yeah, it was... Uh, it was difficult. They, they did a lot of really interesting things to uh, to market themselves. Public relations was a, a real key to it. And in the in the sixties, they they even published a uh, a local magazine, a, a, you know, a monthly mailer called Your Town. And the whole gist of it was to demystify the poker clubs, which you know the locals mainly used as restaurants. They weren't all necessarily poker players as people that lived in the town. Everybody came there from the outside, you know. I mean, there was a lot of people from the west side, Beverly Hills, rich, you know, doctors and lawyers playing in there, uh, housewives, uh, you know, all kinds of characters would, would show up at these clubs. But the locals, you know, took advantage of cheap meals, which were served in these little cafes that each club had, uh, you know, because it was the best price in town to keep, keep keep gamblers there all the time so they wouldn't leave. Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards with a great new offer from our friends at MyPillow. You've been hearing me talk about MyPillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep and alleviate your sore neck and back and all the special deals you can get through our show. Now, for a limited time, when you buy one MyPillow premium pillow, you can get a second one for free. That's right, free, when you use our promo code CARDS at checkout. Head on over to MyPillow.com and click on the Buy One, Get One Free link. You can choose the size of each pillow and choose the fill of each one. You get the same 60-day money-back guarantee, the same 10-year warranty, and all my pillow pillows are made with their patented interlocking fill. That's the buy one, get one free offer from MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-319-7913 to order by phone. Don't forget to use our promo code CARDS when checking out to take advantage of this great new offer from MyPillow. That's promo code CARDS, C-A-R-D-S. Better sleep starts with my pillow. Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize, tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast, do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. 
We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Many athletes dream of becoming a professional football player. For those young men that do get drafted into the NFL or affiliated leagues, life changes forever for them and their families. Repeated head trauma during their professional football career causes many retired NFL players to experience long-term neurological issues such as ALS, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, and dementia. Our attorneys at D. Miller & Associates are ready to help you immediately. Contact us today at 1-855-PRO-LAWYERS for your confidential discussion. Again, that's one 855-776-5299. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. But if you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of November 19, 2018. Former casino mogul Steve Wynn has filed a lawsuit against the Massachusetts Gaming Commission. Wynn filed suit to prevent the release of the findings of the commission's investigation regarding alleged sexual misconduct against a female employee. Wynn resigned his position as chairman and CEO of Wynn Resorts last February, and the company has renamed the casino project Encore Boston Harbor Casino. A new mini-casino will be constructed in Berks County, Pennsylvania, according to Penn National Gaming. The new property for Hollywood Casino will be located in Carnarvon Township and will feature 30 table games and 750 slot machines. The property will also feature a sports and race book, along with a restaurant and a food court. And finally, it appears that not only Philadelphia 76ers fans are excited about the team's recent trade to acquire Jimmy Butler. According to the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, news of the trade caused the odds for the Sixers to win the NBA Finals to move from 30-1 to to 16-1. to By the way, the trade did absolutely nothing to dissuade betters that the Golden State Warriors will win it all. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fortley and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Show him what I've got. Can't read me, can't read me. No, he can't read my poker. 
Hello, listeners. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host. For listeners who just tuned in, we're talking with Max Votolato, who's written a book about the Gardena Poker Clubs. Well, you have a lot of wonderful photographs of the uh, promotional material, but also of the interior of some of these clubs, like the Monterey Club. It looks like the fanciest dining hall you can imagine. Beautiful restaurant, right? Yeah, really, really uh, classy and... Um, you know, what's so interesting is that, uh, the, 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 above all of that, there were these gangways that were hidden in the ceiling where the, uh, the floor men would go up and they had little, uh, portholes in the ceiling, uh, you know, sort of interspersed amongst the fire extinguisher heads and they would have telescopes. And they could uh, look through these portholes and spy down on the games. And this was to police the games for cheats. Right. My understanding is that cheating was a much bigger part of the game than it became because the games used to be self-dealt. So players would deal among themselves. So if you were a mechanic, you could do some significant cheating. But that changed when some of the bigger rooms started to hire professional dealers can you tell us about that period of transition yeah that's 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 back in that going into the 80s again that when 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 um these gardena clubs started to have uh dealers they are um there was a guy named blaine nicholson who did uh, uh public relations for prim and and uh then the miller family who ran the, the normandy casino in, in gardena um and he uh he described a, a campaign that he ran in the actually in the early nineties um, uh, called uh, you know it's like L.A. It, it, uh, Vegas in L.A. was the name of the campaign, and it was because of this transition to dealers where he said you know our our clubs were starting to look more like Vegas and and not only that he brought in the whole uh, concept of live entertainment in the clubs that something they'd never had they were very kind of bare bones just poker halls where you sat with a, a group of neighbors at a table and, and you dealt amongst yourselves and they'd have uh, chip girls who would come around. And I mean, this predates the dealer era, but you know, the, the, it, it, you, you know, every half hour it, it, a buzzer would go and you'd pay your collection to stay at the table. And uh, that's how the clubs made their money. They didn't have a stake in any of the, the games. So, uh, you know, one, one, one funny thing about Prim is that he, he never had to lose in Gardena. When he opened up his uh, clubs in Reno, uh, you know, that was supposed to be the big leagues for him because it was like real casinos with all the games. And then, he, you know, people would come in and hit a jackpot. And there was one funny story in the book where somebody won a lot of money at Keno and he went around the club and tore down every sign for Keno because he was so <laughs> pissed off he had to pay his money. Um I wanted to ask you about some of the other things that went on in these clubs. It was not just poker. They also have a game that you describe that I think very few poker players outside of California are familiar with that's generally called PAN, but that's short for Pangenique or some longer verb. What was that all about? Yeah, PAN Gini. Um, PAN uh, came out of... Uh this uh, a, a Chinese game of, of tiles, uh, uh, like a, a game that was played in back rooms in uh, Chinatown and Orange County, uh, a, Asian game, uh, and they never had anything like that in the uh, in the early uh, poker clubs um, in the in the uh, in the eighties. Uh, a Chinese promoter approached the Normandy uh, Casino and uh, proposed bringing this game in. And they got the city to uh, to license it, and it was a huge hit. Um, they had a uh, a little room uh, which was formerly the library room in the, <laughs> the card club, and it was about the size of a small swimming pool. And on opening night, 
it was filled to capacity with people literally hanging on each other to play this game. Um, and, uh, just, you know, unbelievable hit. And it, and it, and it ended up spreading through all the other, uh, clubs in, uh, in, in California. Is it still played? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, sport. Pan Guinea is still played out in the California clubs. Yeah. They, yeah. They call it pan pan. Yeah. Um, so when I talk to people from California who have come east where I am, I, I live in Boston, and I travel a lot, and people say they're from California, I always say, oh, do you play poker? And many of the people who came from uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco knew absolutely nothing about all of these poker rooms. I'm wondering if there were restrictions on how the casinos could advertise? Were they barred from having big billboards or having uh, some kind of PR other than what they did? Or is it just that people may not be paying attention? No, they had. They did advertise. They advertised. There were restrictions on uh, signage on the outside of clubs that were you know, part of uh, the Gardena City Ordinance. Um, I think that, you know, at one point, uh, the clubs started using some pretty elaborate signs like, you know, animated signs even that lit up and showed a sequence of someone dealing cards or something like that. They, they made them stuff all that. You could just have the name of your club on the outside. And then, um, there were height restrictions on the signs because they wanted to hike these, these big uh, neon signs up high enough that you could see them off the freeway when you came in, uh, to town. Um, they, uh, uh, they were always kind of, pushing the limits of that. They couldn't advertise in newspapers, though. That didn't come around until the early 90s. The LA Times started to run um, ads for uh, the uh, the Normandy uh, first with its uh, Vegas and LA campaigns. Um, I, there, were te- there were television commercials, though, for uh, the card clubs. But yeah, again, like in the 80s is really when I was seeing that. Um, so they, you know, all their, all their PR marketing um, was, was, localized um one good story was about how uh they kind of won over people in the community and and, and made a good name for themselves taking kids to disneyland they had something like this monthly (laughs) birthday club that was sponsored by the monterey and they'd get a they get a local school bus and every kid that had a birthday that month would be invited to come free of charge on a on a saturday trip to, to disneyland with with you know chaperones from the city and a, a boxed lunch and everything, so you know that that really uh, yeah. Really so they were good. good they were good neighbors. Um, let me yeah. ask you this: My producer's they, asking me a question that I I can't answer. I'd love you to talk about what was the competition like between and among the rooms. They they were they were pretty uh, hard rivals. Like Prim had a had a had a almost like his nemesis in the in the. In the fifties and sixties, there was a guy named Harry Clashman who uh, who came into town, and he he they had a they, they, he was starting to offer uh, discounted um, rates for the, the the meals that they were serving. Uh, he took over the Embassy Club, um, the first club. It was still there, and and they had this this food war that made national headlines in the in the fifties. It was the Lunches for a dime. <laughs> you couldn't really do that. The, the mayor had to step in and say, "Hey, you're going to put local, you know, restaurants out of business with all of this. You guys have to, you know, cut it out, or there'll be consequences." Well, right. I remember when I started to um, go to the poker rooms, the competition was over who could offer the most elaborate food for the players. You, you'd have to pay, you know, market rate if you wanted to eat without playing. But if you played mid-limit or higher, you would get any food that you wanted. And they served Asian food, they served American food, they served fresh fruit, and you could just keep ordering more and more food as long as you played, you know, 2-5 no limit or 10-20 limit or higher. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, 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 I'll tell you one one other thing I, I, I thought of it, it, on this topic is, is, is that they – they, there was there was real warfare between these clubs. Uh, you know, besides the menus, they, they actually literally uh, went to war uh, in, in 1960. 
uh, Prim wanted to open a third club because he had two. He had the Rainbow and the Monterey. And he, he purchased this property that was going to be the Starlight Club. And um, because, you know, there's only so much business to go around, even, you know, when, when Gardena was the only place you could play, you know, in L.A. So uh, his, his, his competition went crazy because he's going to have – three clubs they're they're all on uh vermont boulevard which is like the main drag when you drive into gardena this predates the freeway that that brings you in now um they, he's, he's going to take all the business and and really you know every time they'd open another club the the, the, the share would shrink for everybody else hmm. um so they they forced an election that that uh threatened to put you know all the clubs out of business by by masquerading as you know another moral group and uh and they even um, bombed uh, the Rainbow Club. Uh, no it? one really knows who did it, but but the club was bombed in March 1960. You can see it in the old uh, newspapers. Uh, it was b- bombed at night when it was closed because they always had an off day. They rotated uh, an off day between the clubs just because of this reason to share the business around. And so they knew no one would be in there, you know, to be injured. There was a security guard and a janitor in there, but uh, someone, you know, put a, like a stick of dynamite in the in the entrance at night and and. Uh, huge explosion blew out all the windows at the front of the club and uh you know caused a fire and everything but you know amazingly enough uh the club opened for business (laughs) 10 hours later (laughs) as long as you can set up a table they were all set listeners we're going to cut away we'll be back after a quick break such a beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say, her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies. Grass, pollen, dust, dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it. And the itching and shedding down the road. Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life. This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. 
Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. say this there's no such thing as a poker pro no matter what norman chad says on the telecast it's a total myth i butter my bread with guys like this they come out here by the plane load the bus load the car load they think they got the game clocked because they can riffle chips with either hand. Bet 200. Call. Brunson, Gus Hansen, Seidel. Ain't nothing special. Watch them on TV back in my house in Aliquippa. It's just so freaking obvious to me that they're bluffing. <laughs> I know, man. I can always tell what they've got. Oh, sure. It's obvious when ESPN is showing you their whole cards. There's no whole card cam here. You want to know what I'm holding? You're going to have to read my face. Little advice, kid. If you're going to wear the shades to keep me from looking at your eyes, don't adjust the frames whenever you catch an ace. Call. Oh. Oh, honey, don't give your stack a hand job every time you're going to raise. Why not? I raised 500. But Aliquippa, you're the best. You don't know it, but tonight, you're my ATM. You're listening to the House of Cards. Now look, mister, first rule of the game of poker, whether you play in Eastern or Western rules, or, or the kind they play at the North Pole, is put up or shut up! <laughs> everybody this is ashley adams you're listening to house of cards once again for listeners who just tuned yeah. in we're talking with max votolato who's written a book about the gardena poker clubs max we're gonna have to end but i wanted to just get a couple of things uh, in the interview before we close first of all we're talking with max votolato who has written this extraordinary book about the gardena poker clubs and the poker scene in and around los angeles uh, from the 30s until the 80s how do people get a copy of this book, and is it available as an audio book? It will be available as an audio book. I've been uh, working on that, and I, I, I plan to release it sometime in, in June. Uh, currently, it's in paperback form. It's available on the History Press, and uh, you can buy it through Barnes & Noble, uh, Amazon, and all good book dealers. <laughs> it is a great book. It's a relatively... <laughs> Easy book to read, sprinkled with lots of fantastic historic pictures and uh, great stories. I really want to thank you because it filled in a hole in my education. And I think anybody who's interested in poker, anybody who's interested in the development of gambling and the spread of gambling will be fascinated by this. You've done a great job, Max. Hey, thank you. A pleasure to be on the show. It was really fun. Do you have a website? Uh, FreewayCity.org, and you can uh, you can look the book up on Facebook also at uh, Gardena Poker Clubs. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. Terrific. Thank you. Cheers. Listeners, that was Max Votolato. He was the author, is the author of Gardena Poker Clubs, A High Stakes History. Listeners, um, we're going to end the show, but come back next week. And until then, good luck and good day. Try to spot a
Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.